Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 6, you will hear stories from our seventh collection, Twists and Turns. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. The Thing About Life by Alexandra Goodwin If I can make it there, I'll make it anywhere, sang Frank Sinatra of New York. Well, he wasn't born in Argentina, but I was. Despite being an A-plus student and a goody two-shoes, higher education eluded me. I had dreams and I wanted to be a writer. You'll never be able to support yourself, my father said when I brought home the application for a literature degree at the University of Buenos Aires. We had a family meeting in which my sister's mother and father had opinions and a right to vote, a limited antidote to the dictatorship we were living under in 1980. Our democratic majority decided I should apply to the biology department instead and become a biologist. I excelled at science and had a knack for it, but when, incredulously, I failed my entrance exam, I was not surprised. I get it. Not everyone has a relative in high places with a master key to one's future. Not one to give up, I enrolled in night classes to make sure I would pass the test next time. During the day, I worked as a bookkeeper in my father's stock brokerage firm. At the year's end, I walked into the exam room like I owned the place. A month later, when I found out that the university had failed me again, I demanded in person to see my exam. Two armed police officers escorted me out and warned me never to come back. A second family meeting resulted in a unanimous decision that would drastically change the course of our family, and my fate in particular. Within a year, we sold everything and moved to the United States. Immigration laws in 1982 were tough and did not allow us four daughters to work on our student visas. Moreover, we were required to maintain full-time enrollment status, even though credits cost us four times the rate American students paid. My father did some calculations, and this time... Even though we were in America, he decided without a family meeting. He said our only chance was to pick a two-year degree career, graduate, and then help with the living expenses. I became a legal secretary, got married, and buried my dreams. Ten years ago, our son was pursuing a degree in hospitality management when he dropped out of his freshman year and enrolled in fire academy instead. He became a firefighter, and as is required by the state of Florida, he also became a paramedic. He applied to many jobs but never got one. Eventually, he was hired as a paramedic for a private ambulance company. That's when he fell in love with medicine. 
Whenever he had free time, he pulled out his medical books from under the driver's seat of the ambulance and swallowed them whole. A year later, he took a job as a paramedic in the emergency department of our city hospital, simultaneously pursuing a nursing degree so he could do more for the patients that came his way as a registered nurse. When doctors and nurses saw his passion in his work performance, many suggested he should become a doctor. But that seemed so far-fetched, such an unreachable dream. We had used up his prepaid college tuition funds, he was no longer living at home, and his unconventional career path left him with degrees and certifications, but no credits for pre-med required courses. One afternoon, I received a misdirected email, one never intended for me, saying that precisely that night would be the last in a week-long medical program's fair at one of the convention centers in our county. We drove that night through relentless rain, and he connected with the Bar Ilan University in Israel. He applied and was accepted to a one-year intensive pre-med program. A month later, our son had moved to Israel. When he came back, he applied to medical school and graduated four years later. He had become a doctor. During the recent pandemic, I contracted COVID, but my cough persisted even after I tested negative. My primary doctor dismissed it as long COVID but my son sent me for a specialized CT scan which revealed necrotic tissue behind my thyroid. A biopsy confirmed the dreaded diagnosis. I had surgery and will undergo future treatments. I will be okay. The thing about life is this. When things happen, we have an opportunity to choose how we respond to both what we can change and what we cannot. In that way, we write our life stories, each episode of disappointment and accomplishment a worthy entry into the whole. As I recover from my surgery and treatments sitting under my mango tree, I am thankful for each obstacle and injustice that came my way. Without them, I could not have written this story. Copyright 2022, Alexandra Goodwin. Alexandra Goodwin is a transplant from Buenos Aires, Argentina, and as such, nourishes her soul like an air plant without apparent roots. As she works towards semi-retirement, she has taken residence in her imaginary treehouse above her mango tree in Florida. She's the author of Exchange at the Border, Whispers of the Soul, What Color is Your Haiku, and Kaleidoscopio. Her essays and poems have appeared, or are upcoming in, Aerial Chart, The Centrifictionist, Lock Raven Review, Stick Figure Poetry Quarterly, The Miami Herald, and others. You can read her work at alexandragoodwin.com. Read more about this writer and background on this story in a special feature of 6-Minute Stories called Author's Talk.
Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the seven anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next Personal Story Publishing Project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.